We had a lot of financial news at this time of the year. No question, because everyone's out spending money on the Christmas holidays. Not me. Nope. Spending on one person. Don't forget, no one's getting a gift here. All right? That means you, Dusty, Mike, Tony, no one's getting gifts here. Because I'm putting my money in my pocket. But I uh, found it interesting because I was reading an article today, uh, and apparently the Bank of Mom and Dad is open for business here in the country. A new uh, financial survey suggests two-thirds of Canadian parents are helping out their adult kids with finances. Just under half of those polled, which was 2,000 adults, just under half, admit that their parents are actually helping out, so adult kids. And it can be anything from a small loan, cash gifts, or even giving them a down payment to buy a home. And the narrative for the last couple of years has been that it's just simply become too tough for young people to kind of get ahead. I'm not sure I buy that entirely. However, I think we all said that. I mean, I know I said that when I was a kid. I was like, I can't get ahead. I need help. Well, you know, well, it's tough when you're trying to, you know, start acquiring the big assets. I mean, it's tough, certainly tough to buy a house in today's climate. And I would say that's probably because Toronto is just the taxes and the burdens of getting a down payment has just become so difficult. Like, how do you do it without any help from your parents? But how how different is it now for young younger kids? And why are we starting to see this trend? Let's ask someone who would know. Romita, I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. My mouth is totally asleep. Rabina Ahmed Haq uh, joins us now. She's, of course, our global news radio personal finance expert. Hello there. Hi, Alex. You have way more energy than I uh, possibly muster. Oh, well, I just put my kids to bed, ah. and, you know, I'm just coming off that high. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, what? Uh, this is not a new trend that we're seeing. It's just we kind of talk about it now all the time. Yeah, I, and I think that young people, uh, especially those who are just graduating from university, might be saddled with tens of thousands of dollars in debt. They're trying to maybe make their way in a big city like Toronto, uh, buy some real estate, uh, are in a very tough situation because we know where real estate prices are. We know that student debt is now climbing close to $30,000 on average. Uh, per, uh, a young person is, is graduating from a four-year program in university in Canada. Uh, and so they're turning to mom and dad and saying, could you help us out financially? Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In this survey, it says almost 50% of, uh, of, 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 of adults admit that they're getting help from their parents, young adults, or parents. Parents help their help, admit that they're helping their young adult children, uh, but it's more the arrangement. Are you borrowing the money, or is it that I am just giving you the money, and are you coming back every single month for more and more, or is it just money to get you uh, through a sticky situation? I think that's more what I'm concerned about, because if it's just going to mom and dad every month to pay rent, that's a problem because you're setting yourself up for failure. Well, you are, but does it come down to a question, you know, are parents today and I'm not there yet because my child's five, but, you know, there's no question we're putting stuff away for him in the future. I don't think that I'll be handing it over to him until I'm, I'm on my deathbed. But, you know, the bottom line is, are parent attitudes changing about, you know, when they leave kids money? Are they dipping into, let's say, an inheritance and saying, you know what, you're going to get this eventually. I'd rather give it to you now. I think that that is definitely the case. And we've heard um, about this massive amount of money that is going to be uh, transferred from one generation to the next. So as boomers pass away, it's something like $750 billion in Canada is going to change hands in the next decade from one generation to the next. So a lot of 
people who may have young kids now are also thinking that massive inheritance is coming, obviously not $750 billion. Some people are getting a lot less than that, obviously. Uh, but, you know, in some cases, it could be several, several hundreds of thousands of dollars that you are now thinking is going to be coming my way. And I can help my kids out because I know this other money is coming um, in, in the form of an inheritance. Um, the, only, the only advice I would give someone is do not lend or give your kids money uh, give your kids money to the detriment of your own retirement planning. If you're not putting money in your RRSP but still giving money uh, to your children to go to university, you are really doing nobody a favor because in the end, if you retire in debt or without the means to live in retirement, your kids are probably the ones that are going to help you out the most. So the best thing that you can do is get them to take out a student loan, which is usually very low interest. Um, they have many, many years that they can pay that loan off, and you save your money in your RRSP. RSP or towards your retirement savings. That is a much more financially responsible thing to do. If you can afford to do both, that's great, but make sure that relationship is not one that's being taken advantage of. Now, I'm a bit old school. I'm a, I'm a bit, you know, because that's how I was raised. You know, I got to the age of 13 and my, my parents said, you want it, you go get a job and buy it. So like we all, my sisters and I had to go out and get jobs quite young. They wanted us to work. They'd help us out a bit, but they wanted to say, hey, you put the money away, you get a job, you build your credentials. Is that happening as much anymore? I mean, are kids, I know I see lots of, of students in that working, but are parents pushing their kids at a certain age to say, look, you got to go out, whether it's a paper route, if they even exist anymore, but something like that, where they're saying, hey, you've got to understand how to earn money, how to get that discipline and, and save to, to get the financial education? Or are we finding with these polls that parents are just kind of handing it to them? So anecdotally speaking, because I don't know if I, I've seen a poll out there that actually says whether young people are working at a greater rate these days than they did before or the other way around. But anecdotally speaking, I'm seeing two extremes. So we have now a 13-year-old girl that lives in this neighborhood. Uh, she's done her babysitter's course. And if I need her for a couple of hours, her mom is encouraging her to get some babysitting gigs. And then with the money that she's earning, uh, she's encouraging her to save it. So she's really By the way, you can make a lot of money babysitting, okay? They're not cheap. Yeah, <laughs> They're not like in my day when we made $2 an hour. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm paying her, I think, something like 8 bucks, But, you know, cash. And um, she's a young girl. And, she, you know, she can come and she can spend time with the kids. And it's not like she does anything very complicated. But she's here and she's um, mature enough that if something was to happen, she could call me. And I'm never far away. Like, I wouldn't leave her for overnight, obviously, or anything like that. It's mostly just during the day for a couple hours. So she, her mom is smart. Her mom is really sort of soliciting her services, saying, you know, my daughter's in her babysitting course, and she can, you know, she can offer babysitting services. These are some references. And I really am telling her mom, make sure she's saving some of that money so she's learning about, you know, the young people need to learn about saving and spending and giving. That's the three major things that we need to teach our kids when they earn money, because because, of course, the savings part is important for them. The spending is more to understand how to control when you're out there, the things that you're buying, to look forward to, okay, on the weekend, do I have plans? Should I save my money for that rather than spending it today? And the giving, if you can afford even 1% or 2% of your overall income, say they make 100 bucks in a month or something, if they could give uh, $10 away, uh, well, that's 10%, so maybe give $1 away to um, charity, um, as an example, then that is going to 
teach them that when you can earn, it's also good to be able to give to those that are less fortunate. Those are just really good uh, values that people can carry throughout their entire lives. But uh, I know on the other end, there's kids that whose parents don't let them do anything. They're so afraid of the world. And they're so, you know, all these things that we now know because of social media and because of, you know, we hear these horrible stories from all over the world of things that have happened to young people. They don't want them to get jobs. They don't want them to walk at night. They don't want them to be in the mall. And I think that that's a really dangerous thing because then they all of a sudden this kid that you've bubble wrapped turns 20 and doesn't know how to do anything, doesn't know how to get a job, doesn't know how to pay a bill, doesn't know how to get to work on time. But haven't, um, haven't attitudes changed? Because we do hear often that millennials, they, you know, home ownership and that is not as important to them. They, they would rather live for the day and spend in the day. And i got to be honest, with some of the, you know, you go down to the night, not that I go to the nightclubs anymore, but you go down, they got bottle service, they've got drivers, they've got handbags. I mean, I didn't have that crap at that age. You know, it took me a long time to be able to earn that. That stuff. Yeah, and I think when we look in the rear view, we always see our lives as being more simple than what we see today. I think that that's one mistake that we make as we get older is that things were so much simple, simpler back then. Cover was only $10. What is this $30 cover that you pay to get into a nightclub? I mean, we know that life gets more expensive and you know, consumerism is part of our culture, and big companies find different ways that they can squeeze money out of even young people, and young people buy into it because it's the cool thing to do. I'm sure when their kids um, are their age, they're going to look back and say, well, we only did bottle service, and now you do limo service? I don't know. I'm just making it up on my head. Right? They're going to have something else that they gripe about. So we have to be careful not to do that because even my mom, like when I was to pay $10 to get into a nightclub, my mom thought was that was preposterous. Like, who does that? Who pays the price of, you know, three, four, five, six cartons of eggs mm. to get into a nightclub. It makes no sense to her. Yeah, um, neither does taking eggs to a nightclub. They don't take yeah, them. Yeah, they don't take them at the door. Yeah. You might think and never ever get a date again. But um, uh, to answer your question, you know, I, I think that, you know, living in a city like Toronto, I mean, we've got more and more people, something like 50,000 people moving to the city every single year permanently, like make a life for themselves here. That makes life more expensive. You, know, you go to a big city like New York, um, you realize, wow, people spend even more in a big city like this um, on everything. Uh, but yes, millennials are moving. They're, they're not seeing the things that were important to us, like real estate, owning a car, living in the burbs. Those things don't mean anything to them. They're much more realistic. I know young people who they'll go away for a month on a holiday, which seems ridiculous in the age of, you know, when you're 20 years old to take a month off work, but they're able to do that. And the Airbnb in their place while they're gone, they're like, why would I leave the place empty? I'm going to make money. Yeah. So they're they're, they're, they have a different way of seeing their material things. Yeah, they just get it from mom and dad. The two things I want to say is millennials are no longer kids. I mean, the oldest millennial is about 40 years old now, 38, mm. 39 years old. And so, um, you know, a millennial might be your boss is, is really what yeah, I always that's say. that's true. Right? <laughs> is your boss. I work with a couple oh, of millennials. Tony, I think you're a millennial. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, and uh, Tony's the producer, if anyone's wondering. And... Um, and also, uh, young people, you know, are, when you meet them, like you meet the ones that are doing these fantastic things, they're so plugged into the world. Like they're finding solutions for things, for problems I didn't even know I had. And it's amazing, like even like in, in, like in the financial world, the way they're coming up with these new technologies, these new ways for us to get, you know, uh, money from A to B, the new way to pay for things. It's just fantastic. And a lot of that's coming from very young people that have grown up thinking, why do you go to a branch to put a check in the uh, in your bank account? I'm going to think of a way better way to do that. And all of a sudden you've got, you know, picture deposit. Things like this are just changing the way that we 
we operate in our world, and uh, life has become easier because of a lot of inventions by millennials. Oh, stay tuned. We'll see where it takes us. I'll stick to the rotary dial phone any day. <laughs> Gotta go. Star six nine. You could oh yes. Who oh yeah. <laughs> that was a big feature. Yeah, I love <laughs> who that. just called me? <laughs> so old school. <laughs> You're dating yourself. All right, Rubina. Gotta leave it there. Thank you. Okay, Alex. Bye bye. That is Rubina Ahmed Hawk. That wasn't so long ago. Did you ever have Star sixty nine? You did, eh? Yeah. That's a. You know, it, it's very hard, by the way, to find anybody with a landline. Today it really has hurt our business. You know, <laughs> there was a time when when you work in radio, like you could not have anybody on a cell phone. They wanted a landline, and now if we said that, we wouldn't get any calls. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.